Hey y'all, this is Desi. Um, I guess welcome to Drops of Des. I've recorded this so many times and to tell you that I've only done it maybe once or twice is a complete lie. I've probably recorded maybe five different versions of this and just none of them seem exactly how I want it to be. Um, but what I really wanted this to be was a safe place for vulnerable conversations and I feel like not everyone talks about the things that take over their minds, but I feel like this way I can cover topics as if it's just in my living room, like sipping on wine or walking around the lakes, which I absolutely love. And oh my gosh, my be real is going off. Um, how many of y'all <laughs> like be real? Um, I love it, but at the same time, it's also kind of the most annoying thing in the world. But anyway, Let's get back to it. So one thing I wanted to cover was post-grad struggles. I feel like I'm one of the only people, or I feel like I'm one of the only people, I know I'm not the only one, where I just graduated college and I kind of seemed to have this idea of what my post-grad life future was going to look like. And when that kind of fell short and wasn't exactly what I expected, I just felt kind of defeated. I almost felt like my purpose was deflated as if I didn't make an impact as powerful as I thought I should be or what I thought I was making before. And it just kind of set the bar, I don't know, kind of low for me in my head with like my self-esteem, I guess, because I just had these super unrealistic high expectations that my whole life would be put together and that I would know exactly what I was doing. I was going to be making X amount of money. And when none of those things really happened, I just kind of had to sit back and realize that that's just not how, it's just not how it's meant to be and not how it always works. So one of the topics within those struggles was community. I really struggled to find just a solid community in which I felt super grounded. I could look up to people and I knew that they weren't going to judge me. I could be vulnerable and I knew that they were going to meet me halfway and sit in my corner with me. And I've really found that with my faith community that I have now. And a lot of those people were still in my community before I graduated, but now it almost solidifies that those people are 100% going to have my back no matter what. And I think that that is something that everybody really needs to look into. Um, especially lately, I have just feel like I've not really cared of what other people think of me. And I'll kind of cover that topic later on in this episode as well. But a huge thing has been people who no longer serve me, I no longer, you know, commit energy to inside of my life. If you do not serve me and I do not serve you and we are not helping each other grow into better human beings, then we have I set boundaries on those people. I put up roadblocks for those people. I'm not going to associate myself with somebody who is constantly tearing me down. I just don't have time. I don't have the energy. And that's going to get me nowhere. And I'm going to take five steps back. And I just feel like it's just not a good thing overall. But I hadn't learned that lesson until I graduated and truly saw that you don't have to carry everybody with you. You know, you can take a couple friends and go on your trip. You don't need to have the whole neighborhood, you know. Um, and it's a lighter load for everybody as well. You know, when you have less people, you have less baggage to carry for everybody. You know, because when you're a true friend, you carry part of their cross, you know, with them. You sit in them, sit with them in their, in their hardships and in their darkness and you help pull them out of there. If you have, you know, way too many people, if you have quantity over quality, you know, in the pit and you try to drag everybody out, they're going to pull you down with them. You just can't. We're not strong enough. Uh, we just, you know, you can't help 
everybody, especially if they're not, you know, meeting you halfway. Another thing was spontaneous outings socially. I am a spontaneous person. I love it. I love having things to do. And when I don't have things to do, it kind of makes me feel as if my purpose is not there. And like I stated before, you know, we all have purpose. You know, our purpose doesn't end just because our to-do list gets shorter. But I find that without those spontaneous trips and without those, you know, constant outings with friends like I had in college and constantly seeing my friends at practice and things like that, it kind of just made me feel as if I was just more alone and I felt a lot more lonely every now and then. And I don't know, it's just something that I've struggled with. I'm definitely a people person. I'm a talker, obviously. Why else would I have a podcast, you know? (laughs) But I just, I love to talk. And I love to talk to people. And I love having fulfilling conversations with other people. And I love having conversations that really push, you know, what you think and the boundaries of your mind and try to, you know, have breakthroughs and uh, revelations, you know, through those conversations. And, you know, those happen less when you're at home, studying like I am or at work you know things like that it just doesn't happen as often and also schedules oh your friends schedules don't always line up you know you almost have to set an appointment to set up uh, to hang out with friends you're like hey are you free Friday at five o'clock you know kind of have to set up an appointment with everybody just to make sure that you can fit everybody in another thing is unfulfilling careers so a big thing with that I didn't know if I really wanted to go into real estate or sales. I knew I wanted to do real estate eventually, uh, without a doubt. I just didn't know if I wanted to start off in it. And then I also really liked the concept of sales as well. Um, I liked, you know, the lack of ceiling, I guess you could say, uh, within that career. You kind of get to grow as far as you're willing to work. And I, I really like that you get out of it what you put in. And right now I'm studying for my real estate license and it's, kind of scary, you know, knowing that, you know, once you're licensed and you work with a brokerage that you may not, you may not make money for a long time. And I think that's kind of uneasy and unsettling. I have a cushion built up. um, But I mean, without that, there's just no way that that could have happened. And I think really depending on God and depending on those around me and knowing that everything is going to work out is really, really good. Uh, Makes me feel a lot better. But it's definitely a scary career to get into. There's a lot to learn. You know, you'll never feel like you know everything. You know, it's impossible to know everything, especially in the in the real estate world. Um, and there's just so many options. You know, right now I'm kind of thinking, I'm trying to weigh my options as to which brokerage I want to go with. And it's a difficult decision because you're thinking about who is going to get me where I need to be in my career and what's going to allow me to grow as much as I can, but also what's going to be the most beneficial for me. You know, a lot of these brokerages, it's, you know, wrapped in a nice pretty bow and, it looks great on the outside and you're thinking this is going to be awesome but then you look at it long term and you're like that's just not suitable for me but at the same time I know that you know wherever you start doesn't mean where that's where you need to end up and that's honestly what's really carrying me through this season right now is knowing you know I can start here I can learn a whole bunch of things I can have a really fulfilling career for you know a couple years you know however long I end up staying there and if I truly feel that I'm not meant to be there I can always transition you know it's not the end of the world um it won't set me back too too far you know um starting over it's never too late to start over and it's also never too late to build on what you already have another thing I feel like has really you know 
hit me straight in the face is the highlight reel rut. Um, that's what I call it. And basically it's your Instagram is your highlight reel. And I feel like right now I'm kind of in a rut because, you know, your highlight reel used to be glimpses of reality, you know, it's your highlight reel with glimpses of reality. And now it's a reality reel with glimpses of highlights. And I think that that's the part that I'm really struggling with right now is, I, I don't know, like I love social media. I love posting about what I'm doing. And I feel like if I look at my posts in the past like four years, I was posting a whole bunch of highlights and every now and then it would be a reality. And now I feel like more than anything, I'm posting a whole lot of reality and every now and then there'll be something exciting because I mean, right now the most exciting thing that I do is I go out to dinner um, with some old friends, you know, once a month. (laughs) That's like my big old highlight reel. And I'm like, I have to get a picture so I can post. I can let people know I'm actually doing fun things, you know? And it kind of makes me a little bit sad also to think about that, uh, thinking that I feel as if I need to get the approval of others for them to think that my life is exciting um, or fun or have a bunch going on or that I'm busy. You know, people don't really need to know what's going on in your life, um, especially when it comes to, you know, your grinding era. I feel like that's what I'm in right now. Um, I'm like on the treadmill. My workout's not done. It's like I'm just starting and I'm increasing the, uh, the incline. That's truly how I feel right now. And I don't know. I tried starting an Instagram with, you know, just like a low light reel almost. But at the same time, like, I don't know. Like, low light reels are hard because you kind of, you don't want it to seem like something different than what it is. Because every time, let's say, I were to post on my low light reel every single time I felt sad. Well, man, I mean, that would make me look like I was sad all the time, but I'm not, you know? I am happy most of the time. And there's just, you know, slight glimpses of when I'm sad or upset or mad or whatever the feeling may be. And I never wanted it to look just like a depression reel almost, you know? And so that kind of didn't really work out in that sense. But I feel like my Instagram still looks like a highlight reel. But I feel like it's, you know, slowly transitioning to a reality reel. And I really think that that's what's going to be the most beneficial, not only for me, but for all those who follow me and people who look up to me. I think that's really important. Um, I did ask on my Instagram about things that y'all would want to talk about. And one of the biggest questions that I had was how to know when you're in a toxic relationship. And I had it asked both with a significant other and also with a friend. And I wanted to talk about the friend portion first, and then I'll talk about the significant other. Um, But I came along this topic of mean girls. And like I said before, like I finally started to not care about, you know, what other people think of me. Uh, Because, you know, who cares if they think what I post is silly? Who cares if, you know, they spread rude rumors about me? Because at the end of the day, that only shows a reflection of their own character and insecurity. And honestly, frankly, it it doesn't affect me. You know, the day still goes on. I still go to work, I still hang out with my friends, I still read my Bible, God still loves me, I still have, you know, all this fun with my family, I'm doing fulfilling things, I'm living my life, you know, that does, their words, because if you think about it, if somebody's talking bad about you, and you don't know that they're talking bad about you, it doesn't affect you, it's only the second that you know that it brings you down, and I think that's super important, is the less that I care, the less people really feel to even tell me that things were even being said, and I feel like that's the best way to live is, you know, just not knowing. You know, ignorance is bliss. When you don't know, you feel a whole lot better. And I feel like with that sort of thing, most of the time I would say, you know, you need to be in the know. But when it comes to girls spreading rumors and people talking about you and things like that, I just, 
I would just rather not know because at the end of the day, I can still sleep at night, you know, not knowing. The second you know, you kind of think, oh, well, I thought they were my friend. And then it kind of makes you, you know, your heart hurt and it just, it never, it never ends well. Um, But the day that you stop letting others like rule how you pursue your life and your own personal happiness is the day you will finally be free. And so we really need to stop waiting on the approval of others because you'll never make everyone happy all the time. You can only please some of the people some of the time. And frankly, those some people, whoever they are, it just doesn't, doesn't really even really matter, you know? But I think, feel like that's super, super prevalent, especially recently with a lot of people that, you know, I either thought were my friends or I thought were, you know, just really nice acquaintances that I got along with really well. I've now started to realize that people are mean, like people are really mean and girls are mean and girls are really mean. And I don't think that it really comes from a place of, you know, truly wanting to bring me down. I really think, I really think it comes from a place of true insecurity and people just don't know, you know, like how to, how to let everybody's light shine. I saw this post on Instagram years ago and I still continue to post it to this day, but it talks about how there's room for everybody's light. Um, that we don't have to dim the light of others in order for ours to shine. And I think that's really, really important, especially, you know, with everyone graduating and people doing all these exciting things, people getting jobs, raises, cars, getting engaged. I mean, people are getting a lot of blessings in their life right now. And also at church this past weekend, the pastor was saying, we don't ever want to pray for those who hurt us. You know, we don't want to pray for those who are mean to us or people that we don't like because we don't even, we don't really want their lives to be blessed. And I feel like that's really prevalent. You know, when something good happens to somebody that we don't like, we get jealous and we get envious. And those dangers between jealousy and envy are, you know, really grave. Where jealousy is you want what they have, but envy is super dangerous because you want what they have, but you don't want them to have it either. And I think that's terrible. And I think a lot of people get envious of other people's happiness, where if somebody's life is going really well and all their prayers are being answered and it looks perfect from the outside, we not only want that life for ourselves, we want our prayers to be answered, we want to be heard, we want to be blessed. But at the same time, we don't, we don't want that goodness for others. And that's the most dangerous trap that you can fall into. And so I feel like if you have a friendship, tying everything back in, if you have a friendship where someone is constantly sucking the life out of you, that someone is talking bad about you, that you can't trust them, you can't tell them something and know that they won't go around and tell 10 other people, someone that you can truly be vulnerable with, that you can confide in, somebody that's going to push you to be your best, somebody that's going to call you out, somebody that's going to confront you, the day that you don't want to confront somebody is the day that you don't really see them in your life anymore. Because if you don't want somebody to improve and become a better version of themselves, then you clearly don't care. You clearly don't care about them. So I feel like if you have a relationship where somebody fails to do those things, that that might be an indicator that you might have a toxic a toxic relationship. And when it comes to significant others, something that I've noticed in my past with my past relationships is if somebody doesn't have the same deep-rooted values that you do, it will never work out. For instance, for my Christians, if you are not equally yoked, that relationship is not going to work out. I don't care how nice that person is. I don't care all the good things that they do for others. I don't care what they say they're going to do. If they're not pursuing a relationship with Christ on their own, they are, they are not going to pursue a relationship 
with Christ alongside you. They're just not. It's just not the way that that works. You want somebody to want it for themselves, not to want it because you want it for them. And you can even want it so badly for somebody else, but if they don't want it for themselves, it's just never going to come to fruition and it's never going to be what you wanted it to be. Now, I'm not saying that you can't pray for, you know, their heart and that you can't pray for reconciliation um, for them and that you can't pray for their salvation because you should. But at the same time, you've got to make those boundaries. You know, as Christians, you've really got to be extremely specific about who you put in your circle and who you're going to pick to influence you, especially in your faith life, because that is super, super, super important. Also, a relationship where you cry more in the relationship than you do when it ends. I've had a relationship like that in the past where when we broke up, I cried for maybe like a day. And then after that, didn't cry once about it anymore because I realized I cried more in that relationship. I was miserable that when I got out of it, it was almost like a release. It was, um, you know, a burden lifted off of my shoulders. I felt so much better. I couldn't even tell you the relief that I felt and my friends could see it. They're like, you just look so much happier. They're like, he was just such a weight weighing you down. I always felt like if I were to do something that I really wanted to do, like for instance, I love, I love Instagram. I love posting stuff in my story, even though a lot of people might think it's annoying. I love it. I think it's fun. That person thought that everything I posted was stupid and that everything I posted was silly. And why would I post this? And why would I post that? And for somebody to be that fixated on what I post when that's something that makes me happy should have been a red flag um, and I completely ignored it. But things like that, somebody that holds you back, somebody that ties you down, somebody that doesn't allow you to grow into, you know, the potential that you're meant to be, you got to cut them off, get rid of them. You'll be so much happier without them. And it's crazy to think that I used to think that that's the best that I could do, that that is the best that it could get. And wow, was that disappointing, I'm sure, in God's eyes to watch me care for somebody that he never even intended to be for me. And he was probably just thinking, Des, like, just wait, just wait to see what I have planned for you. Because what I have planned for you is so much more and so much better and so much more rewarding and purposeful than what you could even imagine. And when you get what somebody, what God has planned for you, when you truly have that, I mean, it is the best feeling ever because you are so secure because you know that what is meant for you, God will never take away from you. Um, And whatever God intends for you, no man can take away from you. And I think that's also super important that if truly, if things are meant to be, they will be and it will be easy. Not saying it will be easy all the time, but it will be, you know, something that you're wanting to look forward to, that you're wanting to work on, that you're wanting to pursue. It's not going to be something you're going to easily give up that you're like, you know what, this is too difficult. You know, if there's a ton of roadblocks all at once and there isn't a light and you're not able to work on it together, um, then it's just, it's just not going to work. It's not. It's not intended for you. It was not meant for you by God. Um, I definitely think that for those relationships, you really need to pray about them. You need to ask God, you know, is this truly what you want from me? A prayer that I've always been saying, especially in the beginning of this summer when I truly had no direction what, um, which way my life was going to go. I prayed to God, I want you to slam doors open, not meant for me, and swing or slam doors closed, sorry, slam doors closed, not meant for me, and keep doors that are meant for me wide open. Because I didn't even want any of the middleman. I didn't want, you know, going in the door and then closing it. Nope. I said, if it's not meant for me, slam it shut. Um, I don't even want it to be an option. And he definitely did that. He did that, I mean, as soon as I started praying that. 
Um, but then something along those lines, I mean, lately it's going to sound morbid, but I've been thinking a lot lately about what happens like after we die. Um, but in the sense of reaching eternal life with Christ in the kingdom of heaven and the fact that not everybody will go to heaven really scares me and it saddens me, which I guess is why now, you know, all of a sudden I'm unbothered by the approval of worldly things such as, you know, those mean girls as none of those things matter. You know, all that matters is you're standing with Christ. Something that has crossed my mind a lot recently is the dangers of being a lukewarm Christian and um, just how destructive that can be in our everyday lives. You know, each of us are saved by grace and we are granted eternal life as soon as we accept Christ and God into our hearts. Um, but the dangers of being lukewarm rob us of the joy and the Christ-filled life that we could have now and all the gifts that God is just waiting to give us and all of his love that he just wants to pour out into our hearts. Also, um, lukewarm Christians will never be able to truly experience all of the joy that the kingdom of heaven has to offer because deep down on the inside, if you are a lukewarm Christian, you frankly don't really want to follow Christ because your actions don't reflect what's on, you know, what should be inside of your heart. And I think that's important to kind of analyze and look back on your own life and think, do I, what are my true intentions with following Christ? Am I truly following Christ because I believe that he is my Lord and my savior? Or am I following Christ because it looks good and because everyone else is doing it? Because that's kind of how you fall into the trap that, you know, Judas had. He was, you know, on Jesus's team, but was he ever really on team? No, he wasn't. His heart was never truly, you know, in it for all of the right reasons, you know, and he betrayed God. And the things that we can fall into uh, when we fall into sin is the doubt is, you know, feeling as if we are unworthy, feeling as if um, following Christ and truly, you know, abiding by his word is too lofty of a goal. You know, we'll never be perfect. We're always going to miss the mark. You know, we're never going to achieve, you know, the perfection that Jesus was. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't stop striving, you know, to be closer to Christ and to truly follow in his word and to do everything according to his will. You know, I think that every now and then we kind of get in these ruts of lukewarmness and we really have to nip it in the butt and uh, just really reflect on our true intentions and what we can do to do better. Um, again, there's nothing we can do to truly earn our spot in heaven as Jesus has already done that for us. It was an infinite debt that we could not pay. Um, but he just urges us so strongly to be in unity with him, with others, um, and to spread his word and to truly show what it means to love Christ and to love others. So if you want to know more, uh, stay tuned. As always, you can always hop over to my Instagram and view my reality reel. Um, it's just my first and last name, Destiny underscore Rooney. Um, and I look forward to speaking with all of you next week. So I hope everyone has a fulfilling day. And if I can pray for you in any way, please let me know. Bye, guys.